Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to the Geek Cast Radio Network. You are now on the inside of what I like to call the Circle of Trust. You're all connected in the great circle of life. You know something, Bert? I think you and I are going in circles. It feels like we're going in circles. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Because it's a circle. Yeah, we heard about the circle. Yes, we're familiar with shapes. Hi, this is Chuck. This is Greg. And this is Dan. And we are Talking in Circles, brought to you by the Geekast Radio Network, the podcast that's all about predicting the future. I say that today because we are going to be looking ahead to 2015, which is still weird to say, I'm not going to lie, and kind of go over what we're looking forward to as the year comes along. And we are we are uh, one year old today, so we are celebrating that in style. I don't know how you guys feel. We're getting up there in age. I know. I I feel so ancient at, at one year old. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Nerdist Podcast. We're coming to get you. Yeah, they're up to five, actually. I heard on their last one. They're up to five years. Yeah, yeah. Unless we're in, like, dog years, then we're already, like, we're kind of still a puppy, but we're pretty pretty far along in our development <laughs> yeah yeah see we're already talking at, at one years old so that's that's impressive that's one impressive year. this year we, we're gonna walk yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta walk before you can run but before we get into the whole future telling how's the weekend going for you guys let's see first week of 2015 cold is shit um <laughs> <laughs> really is like really cold shit too and like not even warm shit like it's... shit that's been like around for a while it's so cold, I can't even think of anything else I did. It's just, <laughs> my brain is just mush. I don't know. It was like, it was three at my house this morning, so. <laughs> it's only two more degrees in years of podcast we have, and yeah, it's it's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to come back out when the temperature is above my age. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, how's things going with you? Pretty good. Uh, I was telling you guys before the show, and I think uh, the audience would get a kick out of it. Uh, I scratched up enough uh, a bucket list that probably a lot of guys have. I fell asleep at my job on the toilet. Um, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I was I was a bit tired that day, I guess. And uh, in the bathroom at work, it's this tiny little room, and it's cold at the rest of the, the workplace. But in that spot, it's very warm because it has one heater in there for this tiny little room. So I was nicely warmed up. And my eyes were starting to close that whole morning. 
And so I was sitting in there doing doing number two, uh, Anne Frank style. <laughs> and, that's why uh, they call it the bucket list, right? That's right. That's <laughs> why they call it the bucket list. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I decided, I know I'm going to close my eyes for a little bit. And maybe I'll recover. And then I decided that I would put my hands on my knee and then put the chin on the knee and then uh, passed out and woke up and looked at my cell phone. It was 30 minutes later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am I, I, so glad I didn't get hemorrhoids from that. I want to know about what the poor guy was thinking that was waiting to use the bathroom. <laughs> Damn it. What the hell? <laughs> question is you talk in your sleep because that would have been hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive i mean you, you know you have the mile high club i'm not sure like what club that would be but maybe you should start one the brown eye club maybe i, <laughs> I think that's a different club <laughs> maybe maybe i was gonna say upper decker club but that's not quite accurate <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah so my, my week's been kind of an unventful though i do kind of have somewhat of a funny story uh, yesterday I was, uh, at work, I had, a, had these like meetings I had to go to that was offsite. And after that, I had to travel to my actual location and I didn't have much time. So I had to stop to get something to eat real quick. The only thing that was in the area was Arby's. So I went to Arby's and I know that was my first mistake. <laughs> go to, th to the drive-thru, you know, order my food, get to the drive-thru, pay for it. After I pay for it, the guy's like, Hey, it's going to be like five minutes for this chicken to cook. Do you mind waiting? And I'm like, well, first of all, why did you tell me after I paid? Like, <laughs> it's like, kind of, I have no choice right now. There's like no decision making. I'm like, I guess. So. Like, no, I want my money back. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll just go park over there and, and then you'll get it. I'm like, all right, whatever. But I, this is kind of where the ironic thing happened. So I go and I park in a spot he told me to park at. And I look up and I see it's a sign. And it's a sign that says this spot is reserved for people waiting for their food from the drive through so I'm like, wait, you'd have to do this so often you need to reserve a spot for people <laughs> <laughs> waiting for food in the drive-thru? It was like not even in the Arby's parking lot. It was like a connected to like this uh, where the supermarket was. So I'm like, why? Like, how often does this happen that you have to wait that you need to reserve spots for? I don't know. Might want to look I into that problem, Arby's. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's good to know that they're cooking their food because sometimes that's always a mystery. But yeah. Well, it does take 13 hours to smoke the meat. <laughs> it does. So yeah, evidently really they does. didn't get done on time. Smoke or microwave, your choice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, missed that little disclaimer. The yeah. guy putting cigarette butts out onto the, the meat. <laughs> well, you know, cook it bit by bit. Uh, anyways, so Chuck, I know you mentioned before we started recording that you did get the opportunity in this cold weather to bundle up with some sort of book or graphic novel. Is that correct? I did. It was something that something I've been wanting to read for a long time. And uh, I never really got the chance to because they're really old issues. <laughs> and uh, this is what is referred to as the Galactus Trilogy. Interesting. And this is the first appearance of Galactus and the Silver Surfer from Fantastic Four, number 48, 49, and 50. This is considered one of the greatest stories of the Silver Age. You know, definitely a classic. Uh, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, the dynamic duo. I mean, the original's a little bit too rich for my blood. I don't know if, you know, Greg could, Greg could swing it. He's got those X-Men issues, you know. But uh, <laughs> luckily, there's such a thing as, you know, graphic novels and reprints. So this story's collected for the first time in a trade called uh, Silver Surfer When Calls Galactus. 
and uh, it's part of Marvel's Epic Collection, where they're they're starting to like reprint classic stories. I shouldn't say start; they they have been for a few years now, but they're progressing with that line. But they're reprinting classic stories from many of their popular characters. This story is really really great. I I went into it not expecting much because I know like stuff from that era can get really like campy and stuff like that, and you know sometimes Stanley's writing kind of gets to me and everything. <laughs> I mean, I know he yeah. has a wonderful creative mind, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's tough to read stuff from that era sometimes because they just over-explain everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a little on the nose. And, yeah. yeah, but i got to say I was very surprised with this story. And there's there's something about the, the Jack Kirby art, too, that it's like, I don't even know what it is. It's like magical or something. Like it's Kirby dots? It's, <laughs> yeah, Kirby dots because... We can't perceive the power cosmic, so they <laughs> we see the little Kirby dots. But it just takes you away into that world. Like it's obviously it's a different era. It's, it looks nothing like the artwork like today. Would you say it's a brand new world, Chuck? It is. It's a um, brand new world, shining, <laughs> shimmering beauty. I forget the song, so this is an approach. <laughs> it's close enough. It's a whole new world. I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> we have Greg's first solo of 2015. <laughs> and it's a Disney one, too. You know? yeah. I mean, it's going classic Disney, though. You know, good, good old Aladdin. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the Kirby art just works great in this. It, it really does. Stanley's writing, like I said, gets a little corny at times, but this wasn't nearly as bad as I feared. I mean, some of Ben Grimm's sayings are very long-winded and stuff, but they're just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets into his Aunt Petunia and stuff, and I'm like, all right, I, I really don't care. But uh, but for the most part, it's really comical, and it's, you know, it's definitely consistent with his character and some of the other characters and stuff that I've come to so, know. So how close is it? I think, like, we've all kind of, though we haven't read the story, it's been done in different ways. Especially the one thing I think of is like the Fantastic Four cartoon in the nineties. Is it is it similar to that? Like how close is did that represent the actual comic book version of it? It is similar. I mean they they changed some things probably that would be confusing to kids or something, but I actually felt this was the best version that I've seen, like the original you know, sometimes you see other media and then you look back at the original and you kind of pick your favorite but i really do think the original is the best one and the reason i think that is because like stanley did such a great job like expressing the emotion of this story i'm sure everyone's pretty much familiar with the story but there's like a major character turn in the middle that kind of drives the story and that's when silver surfer uh, meets alicia masters who's ben Grimm's girlfriend and she's blind and she kind of helps him discover his very human emotions that were kind of locked away by Galactus's transformation. And because uh, he really didn't care about like life on the planets that he chose for Galactus. And until he started to hear like um, Alicia Masters start talking about the people of Earth and everything. And he starts kind of getting his conscience back and like realizing like what he's doing. And uh, eventually starts to really have a change of heart and rebel against Galactus. And like just the whole thing of Silver Surfer standing up to Galactus just had such this like such a huge sense of nobility. But at the same time it's like he's gonna freaking get creamed because he, like, he can't even hurt Galactus. Like he can't even touch him, you know? 
but like the dialogue between Silver Surfer and Galactus is really great. And he, you know, he explains why he's rebelling and finally found something worth fighting for. And one thing that I didn't expect to find was a, a quote by Galactus where he said, uh, right as he was about to like destroy Silver Surfer, he said like, uh, I, I regret what I must do because of all who live, I have cherished you the most. So it was almost like Silver Surfer was his bro, you know? Like, <laughs> that was his closest friend or whatever you want to call it in the universe. And it, you never really got that impression from the other versions of the story. Like, you never yeah. got that closeness between those two. Like, Galactus realized, like, he's like, you know, I have to feed, I have to survive. He's like, I really don't want to destroy you but i will if i have to and that was like a like a touching kind of moment that i wasn't expecting to find in the story but and then then obviously like the watcher intervenes and uh human torch gets the ultimate nullifier and they kind of threaten galactus with that but it's just it's such a great story because of stan lee's ability to capture the emo the emotion of this whole thing. This was like a groundbreaking story for the sixties, like with the world ending, it's this huge threat. Like we've been overexposed to this stuff by this point where so many of our stories are like the end of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> but like not many at all can capture the emotion of that sort of thing, the way this story can. And that's one thing I do like about Stanley's writing. It's has a fantastic human element and he has a very, very good knack for, uh, harnessing those emotions and the interaction of the characters. Very nice, very nice. Question, though. How much would that story improve if Galactus was a cloud? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it would um, be much worse nice. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Very cool, though. Yeah, that's good to hear. I, I, I too, have never read that story, but I, I'm good to hear that it actually one that holds up really well, because like you mentioned, sometimes those old comics just it's hard to read. Yeah, you're you, know, you really um, got to get into it and experience the like the emotional side of it. Like, it, it's not as good with telling the action as today's comic. I guess I shouldn't say that. Like Kirby's pretty good at it, but it, I guess it, what I mean is not as heavily focused on the action. It's more yeah. focused on the story and what's happening. Like getting your head around what is actually happening. More of the philosophy of the story. Yeah, like too many stories today, it's like it just takes it for granted. Like, oh, the world's ending. Like, well, I'm just going to go save yeah. it. Where that's really <laughs> not what would happen at all. Like these people have emotions and stages that they would go through, like fear and not understanding what's happening. And it's it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. The stages of the world ending, kind of like, you know, the stages of grief. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very nice, very nice. And I know a lot of people have been asking us to kind of review something that we've all watched or listened to or something You're like that. You're not going to get it, actually has people. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Not. <laughs> well, today they are because no, we all have no, the No, we're not going to give it to them, Dan. We have very to, though. Nice. We have no other choice. Recently, there is the debut of the Marvel series. Uh, Peggy Carter is – I forget the name of it. It's called, right? Agent, Agent Carter. Carter. First name's Agent. Yeah, first name's Agent. Nice. <laughs> yeah, first name's Agent. Agent, Agent Carter. Uh, very nice. Thank very you. Nice. Agent Carter, and we, we all sat down and watched it. I know it was a two-hour premiere. Chuck and I, before we started, we all we were talking about it. And uh, because maybe we're too old, we didn't get through the entire second 
hour, but we all did watch the first hour. So, Greg, maybe we'll start with you since you watched the entire thing. You know, what were your initial impressions of the Agent Carter? Carter? My initial impressions were, well, apparently the Marvel one shots after the movies on the, the Blu-ray and DVD, they do not count for anything. That That's one of the main things that I, I learned about heading into watching Agent Carter because at the end of the one shot, she's in charge of shields. And when we start this up, she's back in the office being belittled by all the men in the office. So it's uh, it was a little disappointing in that part because I was expecting them to go somewhere else and not retread uh, same territory. But other than that, I thought the acting was really well done. Uh, I thought the sets could have been a little bit better. You could definitely tell that it was yeah. a it was a TV show for sure. Very excited uh, about some of the, the cast members that they brought back. Had had uh, my one glaring issue that I had with it, and you're everybody's going to think this is ridiculous, but uh, in uh, Marvel's Avengers, when Captain America gets up on top of the police cars and directs the cops where to go, there was one cop there that is actually uh, one of her fellow agents in in the the tv show i think he was the the dude with the the bum leg and walking around uh with the little assistants there i forget oh, his yeah, name yeah. i think it was like caesar yeah. or something yeah. yeah so he he apparently is a time traveler and um he is taking on uh he's a shield agent yeah. uh back in the day so <laughs> i thought that was a little weird but but other than that, I I thought it was it was all right. I didn't think it was anything really uh, spectacular. I thought some of the fight scenes were were pretty cool. Uh, but other than that, it, it was just an okay showing, if you ask me. All right, uh, Chuck, what did you think? Um, well, from what I saw when I was awake, uh, <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Put that on the poster for what I saw when I was awake. I liked it. So. Uh, you just gotta fall asleep at the right time. No. <laughs> I don't know. Like the first hour, I really liked. The second hour, I was really, really fading in and out. I did see something like part of the end, and I was kind of confused. But then I, I got told what happened, so it was all right. But yeah, I guess pretty much just echo what Greg said. I guess uh, it was really well done in spots. Uh, some spots seemed kind of slow to me. That could be because I was fading in and out of consciousness. But <laughs> no, I think. Were you also on the toilet? Like, <laughs> I was not. Um, <laughs> but the interesting thing about this is it's only like seven episodes, right? Or eight episodes? Something. Yeah, something like that. Which yeah. is weird. Yeah, this is kind of weird. It's like replacing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in their same time slot, I guess. Uh, yeah, and I guess it's like a kind of like a mid-season. Not, I guess not mid-season. Maybe it is like a mid-season replacement. Just uh, It's like the substitute teacher until he comes back. I just... Uh, office of battle. Yeah, totally. except everyone likes to substitute better than the original teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a little better this season, but uh, I heard this got, uh, Agent Carter got higher ratings than any of the season two episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far this year. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. I think there was a lot of buzz. I'm curious if it's going to maintain that, like, week in and week out. I th From what I read on Twitter and most of the reaction, it's been rather good, like, better reaction <laughs> For this than shield. Yeah, yeah I, I was just gonna say I I do like Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I like the period stuff. Like, I like how it's taken place back in the old days. I always think that stuff is cool. And I enjoy picking out the details in the background of things and, like, seeing how it was back then. And they they do a pretty good job with some of that stuff. Like, I was looking at pictures hanging on the walls and, like, you know, just the way they trimmed out the rooms and stuff like that. And I thought it was pretty cool. Like they, they're pretty thorough with it. And uh, of course they hid some Easter eggs in there and stuff. And I don't know. I, I read an article. There was a few of them. I can't really remember too many. There's obvious one with Jarvis, a couple other ones, but yeah, they, they definitely, you know, did enough to, to kind of pique people's interest for a little bit. It's kind of unanimous for the most part. Uh, I liked it, and I, I think I think like I said I, I liked it more than Agent of Shield, the first episode of Agent of Shield, mostly because I think I think the thing the best thing it has going for it is probably Haley Atwell who plays Agent Carter. Uh, I think she's quite you know quite a good actress. You can definitely tell she's a movie level actress in, in this TV show, and she definitely holds her own. And I think she's you know got good comedic timing. I think she works with the action well, and uh, she plays a lot of different spy characters pretty well. I actually had a, quite the embarrassing moment in the first episode. There's like the one scene where she shows up and she's like blonde with like the evening gown on. And I don't know, I wasn't paying attention whatnot or that scene came on. I was looking at her and I'm like, I think I know that girl from someplace. I can't, I can't figure (laughs) out where she's from. (laughs) Who is she? And I'm like, Oh wait, that's, that's Oh, I wish your wife (laughs) was watching it with you. Oh, Oh, she was, she was, she's like, (laughs) she's like, isn't that just agent Carter? I'm like, that's That's like my, that's like my infamous moment. when I was watching Lord of the Rings and I'm like, Gandalf reminds me of Magneto. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we're all allowed one of those moments. I like some of the gadgets they were using. I did think they get a little, they, they were a little bit too heavy in the gadgets for the first episode, but. Some of them are cool. Like there was the one that was like the light. Uh, almost looked like the thing from Men in Black that she used to blind in one guy. That was kind of cool. And uh, special effects are decent. Uh, for Wire fans, I was excited when Bubble showed up. He was the one black guy who, uh, when she goes into the, when she was in, wearing the blonde wig and he went, she went into his office. He's from the Wire, and it was kind of cool seeing him. And I, I like the beginning how it intercut with the first Captain America movie. That, that yeah, was that was cool. really. But cool. I think the bad thing about, I think the bad thing about that though is that it did, like when you see like the production design of something like the actual Captain America movie, then you go into this TV show, it's kind of glaring. Like you were mentioning, Greg, you yeah. can tell that it was a TV show, and uh, I mean, I know it's a period piece, so they're spending a lot of money just on the costumes, so they probably can't do a lot for the sets because they're kind of bare bone for the most part. Uh, and I did like too how uh, they with 
the Captain America movie, they never really addressed the fact that, like, during that time, she was a woman during that time. She was just kind of accepted. So I did like the fact that she, you know, that none of the guys in the office ever respected her or anything like that or what have you. And I know you mentioned, Greg, regarding the 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 one shot where she's the head of shield. I think maybe could that be taking place like after this though? Like I feel like it's leading to her being the head of shield. Like, I feel like that's kind of like almost a prequel in a way. I, I don't know. You think that's possible? Maybe, but it's it's just a weird situation that I don't even think they should have really got into in the first place. If you ask me. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I was kind of cool seeing Don, Dominic Cooper come back as Howard Starks. I didn't know if he was coming back or not. But that was kind of cool yeah, to see well, him show up here and there. I agree with that. I think he does a, a great job with that role. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'll probably continue to watch it. I'd maybe go back and rewatch the second hour. So, yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's okay. It's not it's nothing amazing. It It's, uh, like we mentioned, it's probably better than the first season of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's not, like, anything groundbreakingly fantastic like i wouldn't say it's nearly as good as like season two of eight arrow or i still think i think i, I got like flash a little bit more so but you know it has potential so that's a good thing but also during the two-hour premiere of agent carter if you didn't notice because they mentioned it like every five minutes the other thing that premiered was the trailer for ant-man and uh you know the the kind of the there was a lot of talk about this movie coming up because of how it dropped directors, and it was a huge thing. It dropped directors like two or three times, and it's finally coming out this summer. It's this, you know, the end of phase two, I believe. So, you know, we finally got a trailer. I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys thought of the, the Ant-Man trailer. I think it was more of a teaser, to be quite honest. It just kind of showed pretty things, but there was no real substance or hints of what the story was, was going to be or will be. Pretty things like Paul Rudd? Uh, Mm, like the ant-man costume yeah i don't think they shoot showed uh evangeline lily that would have been a very pretty thing but it was all right i i don't have any high expectations from it uh i didn't really it didn't really get my uh blood flowing like the edgar wright uh, clip that he showed at comic-con the one year oh, I think yeah. that got me way more excited than anything in the the teaser did to be quite honest yeah, yeah. Chuck, what did you think? I liked it a lot. I think it was cool. My prediction is that Paul Rudd's going to become Ant-Man. Uh, <laughs> I don't think good. so. That's crazy talk. Yeah. But no, I thought it was, like Greg said, very much a teaser. They're trying to like introduce you to that world with the monologue with uh, Michael Douglas kind of explaining things. And, you know, you see uh, Paul Rudd's character of Scott Lang kind of being led through the prison there. Like obviously it wasn't the most stand up citizen, but like if you know, like his backstory a little bit, like, you know, he has a daughter and, you know, he kind of needed some, some funds to take care of her and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's pretty Stat cool. Uh, could, could that lead up to a stature movie? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Ooh, sorry. I'm yet. I no <laughs> What's stature? Stature is uh, the the daughter grows up to be a, a superhero, oh, okay. yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. A, um, not Young Avengers, the the Avengers Academy. Uh, she was in Young Avengers. Oh, was she? Too. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe uh, we'll we'll see something uh, of her down the road. Yeah, not that, not that yeah, specific so. girl, but yeah, I, I, that'd be kind of cool though if they have like a toddler as a superhero. Yeah, you know? <laughs> power pack. <laughs> I, I did like seeing him uh, riding on the flying ant. That was really like, that was like the iconic like image you're looking for. That was pretty cool. 
Yeah. I feel like maybe my expectations are really high when it comes to Marvel trailers. Yeah. Because, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was, you know, it. I think it sold the movie immediately well. The Age of Ultron trailer was really good, too. Like, it all had, like, it had something to it. It all had a personality. It felt like, okay, this is kind of what we're getting. And I don't know, with the Ant-Man trailer, it just... Nothing about it really stood out to me. It just seemed kind of just there. I think it was. I think it was kind of a mistake to make it like super serious the way they did. I I don't know if that's actually what the movie's gonna be like, but I think you know making Michael Douglas the like with the voiceover might have been kind of the wrong way to go because you think about like you know Ant Man's a hard concept to sell, and I you know of course they made fun of the name, but if you think something like you know uh, Iron Man again, Iron Man's kind of not a not not a household name, but Robert Downey Jr. is the one that got people into it. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, the humor got people into it. And I think it would make this make sense to maybe highlight Paul Rudd a little bit more and see if, like, he's going to be humorous or how that's going to go. And I've heard a lot that, you know, they couldn't show a lot because a lot of the special effects aren't done yet. So that's understandable. I mean, the cool thing, though, the thing I am looking forward to is the fact that it seems like it's, Chuck, you mentioned, like, how everything is end of the world. And it seems like that's not going to be the case here. It's going to be more small scale and get it because of Ant-Man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry and uh more you know more isolated so i think that's cool more of a personal story and that's that i do look forward to so even though i think i wasn't really wowed by the trailer there are there are elements there that i think okay this could lead to something good i think people kind of went went into it too wanting to hate the trailer because of edgar wright not being part of it so i think people are just coming out with you know claws out knowing that just wanting to hate it and i didn't hate it i just I was just kind of this like, eh, I'll go see it. I'm not. I just wanted it a little bit more, and I just didn't get it. So hopefully, like I mentioned, once we get like the once it has more special effects, we can see. And like I think Greg, you make a good point regarding like the the footage from Comic Con from a few yeah. years ago. I think that told you a lot more than this. Trailer oh yeah, did. and like so, it's just more more know. fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Where Marvel succeeds is with the fun. So doesn't mean that Ant-Man won't be fun. I mean, there's a lot of potential there. We'll see what happens with the with upcoming trailers. Because like you mentioned, this is only a teaser. I'm sure we'll get plenty as time goes on. Because that's one thing Disney does well. If something's not selling well, they'll go back and re- they'll try to rethink it and then remarket it and rebrand it all over. I will say that I, I got news from my girlfriend that on her Facebook feed, everyone she said everyone was talking about Ant-Man. Which I was kind of <laughs> surprised to hear, but she said like, she said, like, everybody showing up on her feed was, like, talking about this new movie, Ant-Man. And I'm like, wow, I, you know, I didn't really think the trailer was that special, but apparently it yeah. did have somewhat of an impact, maybe because people just trust Marvel so much now. And it's like, ooh, a new character, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll do well. I mean, it's going to come off the coattails of, our, you know, Avengers 2. So people are going to be, like, ready, willing and able to eat up more Marvel stuff. So I'm sure it'll do well. I just hope it's good. So. Alrighty, so we're going to continue with the talk of things to come in 2015 in just a bit, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into it, so we'll see ya. On the Simplistic Reviews Podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download this show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Every week on the Incession Film Podcast, you can expect to hear reviews on all of the latest movies, big films, small films, and everything in between. 
We'll also do top three segments relating back to our main review. We discuss all of the latest movie news and rumblings, as well as have movie series and other fun segments. And we always talk about the films that we're watching and why you should watch them or not watch them as well. If you want to learn more about the Incession Film Podcast, check us out online at incessionfilm.com. You can hear our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and so much more. In fact, you can listen to everything we have straight from our website. Again, that is insessionfilm.com. Download our podcast, check us out, and come join us every week. We'd love to hear from you. All right, and welcome back. And like I mentioned, we are looking forward into the year 2015 and trying to determine, you know, what are we anticipating? What are we looking forward to? There's a lot going on. 2014 had a lot of great stuff for geeks, so 2015 has a lot as well. And we ended last segment talking about Marvel with Ant-Man and the Agent Carter series. And I guess we can continue talking about Marvel because they did announce that the new Daredevil series is coming out and going to be released in April along with, uh, after that, their other series with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, I believe, and Jessica Jones. And that those series will be debuting as well. So I'm kind of curious, you know, do you guys, based upon what Marvel has done with TV so far with Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., are you looking forward to this? Are you, like, highly anticipating it, you know, maybe middling, middle-of-the-road anticipation or not that much anticipating these new Netflix Marvel TV animated series? Or not animated, but live-action series. I would say that I'm probably middle of the road. My reasons being, one, like you mentioned, the track record with TV so far is okay, not spectacular. And then second of all, they're not characters that I'm hugely interested in. I do like Daredevil, probably the best of all of them, but I am pretty excited nonetheless because it is Marvel and I'm excited to see how they if they're going to integrate it in with the rest of the universe. I don't I don't know if they're eventually going to make a movie or anything out of it, but I'm very curious to see like where they go with it and stuff. I'm sure it'll be better than Gotham. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but a lot of other things on TV. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. Greg, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm just glad that there's something else geeky coming on that I, I can uh, uh, binge on. Uh, because on Netflix, they usually come out with the entire season first, right? Yeah, usually it's all. Yeah, so I, it all. One big, one so big I'm road. always glad so. to have something like that, especially if it's geeky. Um, I think they're definitely more interesting if they come out with just an entire season in, in, in one shot. It kind of keeps me a little bit more interested and makes me more excited about the things. Not so excited for Daredevil's costume, but I think that'll morph into um, a regular costume that we're used to because right now all we have is the the black kind of Frank Miller version that uh, Matt Murdock started off with, I believe, is the... I'm not that up on my Daredevil um, knowledge. I think it's. I think they're. I think they're modeling off. I think it was a Mark Miller, like uh, like he did like a year one of Daredevil type of story that they're going off of. I th- I believe. I could be yeah, mistaken. I I think it's an interesting way to go with it, and uh, it's. I don't find it to be that exciting, but I I can't wait for them to get into the the red costume and and see how that kind of develops. Maybe by the end of the season, he'll have it. But I think it's an interesting approach, if not a good-looking costume. And so I, I, I'm i interested in seeing it. I think uh, I'm more interested in seeing more of the Luke Cage and Iron Fist the, than anybody on that list, really. Um, because Jessica Jones, 
I've never really heard a lot about her in the comic book universe for the most part. Um, just until she married uh, Luke Cage did I hear a lot about her. So I don't really know what her deal is. So I don't really have any excitement one yeah. way or the other. Luke Cage, I, I've been, I was kind of getting into uh, a little bit uh, within the past two or three years when he was starting to be on the Avengers or whenever that started up. And then Iron Fist also kind of in, in that same amount of time, um, especially since he I hope they have his uh, his white and gold costume. I think that looks really amazing, but I don't know if they can really pull that off on a TV or a live action type show. But I, I yeah. think that's an, an interesting costume he has going on there. So I'm interested in seeing that. And I'm like Chalk. I'm also interested in seeing where this is going to go to, um, because I, th- I think I heard something about the they bringing them all together for a defender series yeah they're like i think that's like the last it's supposed to be like a actual defenders that will be a combination of them all so i'm curious if they're gonna pop in each other's tv shows here and there like you know luke cage will show up for an episode of daredevil and then i don't know there's a lot of questions still yeah it'll be interesting to see how they they go about bringing them together or what this is going to develop into i think that's more interesting than what the shows are actually going to be yeah i i like you guys i'm you know i'm interested i'll get i'll see it i am really apprehensive though i don't know why just something i think maybe it's just because i haven't really trusted marvel when it comes to tv so far and you know daredevil hasn't fared very well you know you know the, the movie was okay and I keep like the images of like you mentioned greg with the costume and the black and kind of the mask just haven't i don't know they haven't really sold me they kind of so we, we mentioned with agent carter that the set design looked kind of you know definitely tv worthy nothing really impressive and i got the same feeling looking at some of the photos but again they're photos you don't really know what it's going to be like so i'm not going to say it's going to be bad i just i am uh, apprehensive based upon everything i've seen up to this point and it's such a new idea it's, it's, it's such a huge you know something that's never been done before so it's there's no barometer to really base it off of so like and i think too too i'm a little bit more more excited for luke cage or iron fist because i do i do appreciate those comics so i love daredevil i do like him as a character i just i wonder like he so he could be special effects driven because of like the radar and stuff like yeah. that that i don't know how that's gonna work in a like a tv network and his, yeah. his storyline recently has been really good especially like a uh, couple episodes back on uh, on talking in circles i talked about uh reading uh, the latest graphic novels that have come out of daredevil and they've been really good yeah, great yeah. character, but I think the the best one to translate to the show would probably be Iron Fist. Um, I'm just like I'm curious as to what they're gonna do with that. And I know Dan, you're like a big fan of uh, you know martial arts movie movies and stuff like that. So that, that might we, yeah, we all know you're a big fan of fisting, Dan. <laughs> as long as it's <laughs> as long as it's iron. So that's where we're um, going. <laughs> <laughs> I did really like, uh, there's an Iron Fist comic from, I don't know, 2000, I want to say eight or so, or it, that, that, that run, which was awesome. He's got like a really great kind of mythology to him. I don't know if they'll touch upon that. I think it, you know, these series to be more street level. I don't think they'll kind of go into the mythology of Iron Fist, but if they do, there's a lot there to kind of take out. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he's got, you know, some really cool allies and, and stuff like that they can go in with. But I don't know. Plus the, the relationship between Luke Cage and, and Danny Rand and Iron Fist has always been kind of fun. So, you know, you have this rich white kid with the street level, you know, uh, character who's, you know, ex-prison, you know, ex-con. So that's always been kind of a cool uh, interplay between them. So I think that could that would transfer well into a series. I just want to see Tony Stark as Iron Man appear on Iron Fist show and and say, <laughs> just your fist, huh? <laughs> oh did you speaking of iron man did you did you hear some of the rumors that they were going to bring the kid from iron man 3 and make him uh not sure if they're going to make him tony stark uh young tony stark or if they're going to make him uh like the, the kid come in and tony hand him over the the armor over to him so this kid is going to be iron man there's a rumor going around of that happening yeah, I can't. I I don't remember where I I read that on the internet. Uh, it is on the internet, so uh, take it with a grain of salt. But, it's gotta be uh, true. It's it's definitely true. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's apparently talks of of that that little boy taking over for for Tony one way or the other. For, you talking about the one uh, from Iron Man three? That he... Yeah, the the kid that uh, with a potato gun and uh, yeah, in the garage. And, place. Yeah. I, it's always questionable when you you know you you start something after a little kid. It's always you know it it can go a lot of bad ways. <laughs> so, kind of staying along the whole Marvel, you know, we're in Marvel land. Why why go away? But going actual to Marvel comics, I know there's this one of the big Marvel comics coming out. Or I, you know, one of the big things they're teasing for is the new Secret Wars storyline that's going on. And they had all those posters with like every Marvel storyline ever from, you know, the nineties Marvel to, you know, days of future past to pretty much anything that's ever happened in Marvel. And now they're going to, that's almost teasing this huge secret, new secret Wars storyline that's happening this summer. Are you, I know, Chuck, that you're not currently reading a lot of new comics, but does that have you at all interested in picking that up? Um, it does. I well, I should preface that by saying I, I usually wait to pick up the trades anymore <laughs> because it actually ends up working about about the same or cheaper than getting the individuals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and plus the individuals aren't worth anything anymore. So, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. but it does sound really intriguing. I know we talked about it like uh, a few months ago. I think on an episode briefly. But they're kind of, like you said, taking like all these worlds, instead of taking characters and put, putting them on a world like the Beyonder did, he's taking chunks of each reality and forging them into a planet. Like like you said, uh, Days of Future Past, the one, the Age of Apocalypse one, you know, all these different worlds, some maybe from like what ifs and alternate realities and all these different things. So it does sound really intriguing. Because um, you kind of get some different versions of characters, not just yeah. like the main version of each character. So that that could be pretty interesting with how they do some of those fights and stuff. Uh, Greg, what yeah, you? that's that's definitely up my alley. Like, uh, like it's kind of like a exile story, but kind of bringing the, the all the worlds that they've been to, to kind of together. And I'm wondering if maybe uh, they'll have some of the characters from those stories kind of brought in. Uh, but anything with a uh, different dimension, different twist on it, because uh, like I said, I'm into 
exiles and uh, what if comics so anything like that is kind of right up my alley and this this kind of fits right into that niche yeah of all the like marvel storylines the big storylines from like siege and uh, all the other ones they had going on like last year was uh it wasn't forever evil they had uh, original sin like this one has like me the most interested probably since civil war just the concept of it seems really cool and has great potential I, I too am a huge fan of the Exiles universe, so seeing that kind of played out in this type of scale seems like it could be interesting. I mean, it's a lot to take on. I'm curious how it's actually going to, like, the execution of it. I definitely will be picking it up. Probably not picking it up issue by issue, the trade like you mentioned, Chuck, but still, it, it could be cool. Uh, so any, so we kind of got, we kind of covered the whole Marvel land for the most part. Anything, Chuck, anything else coming out this year that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, there was a couple of, uh, a couple of trades that I was interested in. Uh, that were coming out. I think, I think I talked about last year. There was a original graphic novel that I had read. Yes, they still make those. <laughs> um, a standalone story, you know, not not released in any uh, individual issues first. But that that one was about Thanos, and uh, I remember saying like how confusing it was, and I actually asked Jim Starlin about it at the Comic Con and stuff like that. <laughs> So the second volume of that is coming out. The, the first one was called Infinity Revelation. This one's called Infinity Relativity, uh, which is kind of a tongue twister. But hopefully, you know, this one kind of uh, clears up. I, from what I've read, it's supposed to be a pretty cool story. There's some uh, characters from Guardians in there, like uh, Rocket and stuff. I think Silver Surfer's in there, Gladiator. So I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Is the is the third book going to be called uh, Relative Humidity? <laughs> it could nice. it could i don't know inside joke inside joke that's greg telling it inside joke where to go where to go and then uh um another one was something that was released in 2014 in single issues but the trade's coming out i think june 2nd i believe and that's the thanos versus hulk story Oh, um, yes. That's why Starlin 2 is Yes. That was a four-issue miniseries, which I did not read because I refrained until the, the trade comes out. Because <laughs> I went to pick it up the one day, and it was like four bucks an issue. And I'm like, I really... No, I just... <laughs> I'm probably... I'll, I'll get it on Amazon for 15 bucks probably when it comes out. And plus there's like a bonus issue thrown in there too, so... Uh, they're just the trades are a sweeter deal right now. Like, they really are. But yeah, um, and plus it helps me stay organized instead of having like a shit ton of comics all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then the third one I just wanted to mention was uh, something similar to what I talked about the Silver Surfer thing, but this is a an Avenger story. It's collecting a very classic Avenger story about the first appearance of uh, Vision, and it's uh, it's called Avengers Behold the Vision. And it's collecting those issues from the early days of the Avengers with the origin of Vision and uh, stuff like that and their battle with Ultron and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to pick, picking that up because that's a classic story that I've always wanted to read too. I think that's coming out in May, I believe, in trade form. Nice, nice. I wonder if that's related to the Avengers coming out. I, I just yeah, I don't know. And, you know, maybe that guy's in the movie, that Vision guy. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. They they've actually altered the old uh the old comic so it looks more like Paul Bettany. Just to, uh, <laughs> uh, but 
Very nice. Uh, any comics coming out that you're looking forward to? Greg? Um, just the ones that I, uh, to continue on that I have been reading, such as uh, uh, Saga, has been really good. And my number one comic yeah, of the year. Yeah, and uh, I'm also out, out of the ten that I, I currently read. But I, <laughs> uh, and I uh, de- definitely recommend um, people pick up uh, Witches by Scott Snyder. That that one only started uh, recently, and I was really looking forward to that, and haven't had a, a real chance to tell anybody on the the podcast about it but it's it's a horror comic that is actually truly scary and going into weird places and it's by the the guy who writes pretty much all the stuff about batman at this point and he does a superb job with that and he carries that on into uh this story the man just like knocks him out of the park every time so i highly recommend yeah. picking up that and uh it's i'm looking forward to picking up more more of those issues nice yeah i too i'm gonna want to continue with saga and sex criminals are some of the ones i'm looking forward to i'm also looking just this has nothing new that's currently coming out this year but i've heard so much good things about the teenage mutant ninja turtle series that i might get into that as well, well but, uh, did, did you hear it from tgf1 mike but <laughs> i think he might like it i think he might like it i don't know there's a there's a chance i'm saying there's a chance and then I know there's rumors that Marvel might be rebooting again, like it, or you know doing their own in 52 or what have you. I know that's been kind of on the table, so I'm curious if that happens and it might prompt me to get back in the comics a little bit more. Though, uh, uh, you know, I've been trying to catch up. I keep like I keep trying to get close, and then I keep falling behind. So it just it's hard to it's hard to keep up the date with all these comics. I'm also looking forward to a time when Michael By- Brian Bendis doesn't write an X Men comic. <laughs> <laughs> or every month that 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 as well yeah very nice uh there there are some tv shows i'm looking forward to it's hard to say because a lot of tv shows won't be really debuting to the fall for the most part but i know there's a few shows besides the, the, the netflix ones that, that are coming out and i talked about the the book this book the expanse book uh like last summer uh and it's actually coming out on a tv series and it's starring you know a guy i think we all like thomas jane and for those that don't know it's just this book is about it sets in the future where we've kind of expanded upon uh our current settlement and we're now living in other locations like in mars and in different asteroids and it's kind of about that universe and this murder takes place and the, there's an investigation into the murder but there's also ties that it might there might be more to it than just that so it's this huge like inside of this noir tale there's this like huge universal scale type of uh threat going on at the same time so it's by it's going to be in the sci-fi channel and it seems sci-fi is getting back to a lot of old school science fiction like some real science fiction that's not sharknado 3 <laughs> um which is kind of nice to look forward to and they have that helix show and a few other shows that that, that have been going on so it's kind of cool seeing them kind of getting back to it i think that has this has the possi- possibility of being like a new babylon 5 if if it's done right uh but who knows but i'm a little bit i'm uh looking forward to it a lot knowing that thomas jane's gonna be part of it because i do i do like him as an actor a lot any tv shows are you guys looking forward to at all that we haven't mentioned i actually just have the the stuff for from netflix with uh marvel that's all i've really got on tv i try mm-hmm. not to watch too much tv because that takes up a lot of time it does. It does. Chuck, anything TV for you that we haven't talked about? I've I've heard rumors of something. I've heard of a Halo TV show, possibly. I heard that too, and, and there's like possibly on Xbox. And I know there was like a 
a short film series that was on Xbox Live or something. I don't know. I feel like I am probably annoying people that know more about it than <laughs> I am. But. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in that if they if they did a Halo uh, TV show, whether it be on Netflix or I, I don't know if they would put it on network television. I don't know how well that would go over, but either way, I'd, I'd be willing to check it out. And then just the, the usuals that I watch now, uh, Walking Dead, Arrow, Flash, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Walking Dead finally coming back yeah. and, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. And I'm also looking forward to uh, – they're making a Westworld TV series on HBO. I don't know if any of you guys watched that old movie from, like, the, the 60s, I think, with Yul Brenner. Uh, from, it's based upon a Michael Crichton book, the same guy who wrote Jurassic Park, where it's, like, set in this world, with like, this amusement park world where there are these robot cowboys. And, of course, they go evil. <laughs> Sounds oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it is it's kind of like Terminator first before Terminator. Uh, it's kind of it's like Jurassic Park meets Terminator basically. So. Nice. Um, and the other TV show I'm kind of looking forward to is Better Call Saul, which is like the prequel to to uh, Breaking Bad. So, seeing I'm curious how that's going to turn out. Cool. Um, kind of sh- shifting focus to movies. I know we talked about Ant Man, but any other movies coming out that you guys are looking forward to? Uh, I think uh definitely have to start off with uh, Star Wars because I think everybody's looking forward to that one. <laughs> Is that coming out this year? Is that- I thought it was. It's uh, December. <laughs> no, I'm joking. December I'm, I'm, I'm being... 18th, <laughs> I think I have it. Uh, I found the date here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's something everybody's looking forward to. Uh, hoping for a redemption after those horrible, horrible uh first second and third episode of star wars which was uh, atrocious so hey i would just say first and second i i did kind of like the third one yeah the third one was all right but it was still it was the best of the three you gotta admit yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i i I do admit that chuck but uh uh, the the trailer didn't get me overly excited but there were some definitely interesting things going on so i i as a kid that grew up uh, with Star Wars, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Oh, for sure. Chuck, are you at all interested in this? I think it's called Star Wars. Are you interested I, in that? I don't know. I don't like Star Trek at all. I don't know what that <laughs> crap is. No, <I'm> <laughs> Why? Everyone calls it Star Trek. <laughs> I don't know. It's hilarious. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm curious about the title, The Force Awakens. That has me intrigued too. Why did it yeah. fall asleep? I don't know. <laughs> um, I was watching Pe- uh, Agent Carter. <laughs> and it was on the toilet. <laughs> the perfect comedy. I was talking with a guy today that's a big Star Wars fan, and he's really looking forward to it. You know, he it, the trailer kind of got him psyched up. Uh, you know, there's I know there's some controversy in this trailer, but I really don't see it. So... Uh, yeah, I don't get that. Either. <laughs> that and then also the new lightsaber. I um, I think that's cool. I'm looking forward to see what they do with that. So, yeah. Me too. Yeah, it definitely looks good. I'm obviously looking forward to Star Wars. I mean, it's hard not to be. I mean, I think I've liked everything they've done so far. I don't get the the hate people have for the trailer, which makes no sense to me. I I don't know. I don't understand people <laughs> anymore. But uh, <laughs> any other movies we're looking forward to that maybe we haven't mentioned previously or anything else that we uh, have? Uh, well, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, Peanuts, to Charles Schultz, yeah. well, Sunday uh, cartoon strip. Uh, I was a fan of that when I, I was real little. 
uh, had a whole bunch of uh, Peanuts merchandise, like uh, Snoopy shirts and stuff like that. And I saw the trailer like way back. I think last year it was the trailer was out for that even. Uh, it's been out for a while, the trailer, but uh, I think the animation style looks kind of interesting. And it's been a while since we've seen uh, 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 something other than a cartoon strip from the Peanuts. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that, to be quite honest. Yeah, I didn't like. I was surprised how well the like the computer animated works for that world. It's not at all putting it kind of. It's like a good hybrid of both of like the classic Charlie Brown style with new. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think that as as well. Chuck, anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, I got a big old list. <laughs> oh, go. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'll just I'll run through a few highlights quick. A couple things that are coming out like immediately, like. Uh, by the time this comes out, Take It 3 will already be out. I know it's kind of a bit of a joke for a lot of people, but I think it's going to be pretty cool, actually. American Sniper I'm really looking forward to, which is later on this month. Yeah, that looks that trailer is freaking yeah, awful. That is intense. I've, I've, yeah. I've heard mixed things, but I've heard like people name it as one of the best. Technically, I guess it's a 2014 movie, but also not coming out to 2015 because that's how things work nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, th- that movie looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, it does. I'm looking forward to that, too. Obviously, this this thing called Avengers. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Is that part of Marvel? Is that? Is I that... think so. That they're in with Star Trek, aren't they? <laughs> the, and I believe that's coming out because of that comic book series that you mentioned earlier, right? The Agent, uh, the Behold, the a- Vision. A- Agents there... of Carter, or something like that. Agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the Agents Awaken. No. Um, what else we got in here? Uh, Jurassic World. Uh, I actually just watched Jurassic Park the other night. It was on TV, actually. Oh, cool. That's uh, always a good the, watch. The original one. Yeah, that was a pretty awesome flashback. What else we got in here? Terminator Genesis. Mmm, see. I don't know. The trailer didn't do much for me. I, I'm going to probably see it. I just Now, I what know. is this? Is I this a reboot? Or is it... It's kind of like a, they're going back in time and it's changing it slightly, but it's still technically the same franchise, I guess. <laughs> You've explained it as best. <laughs> it's a reboot that exists in the same world where time has been altered to something completely yeah. new yet different. Yes. So I I don't know. It's it seems like it's it's going to exist in where timelines a lot. It sets itself up like the original, but then it, everything's and different it, after that. Apparently, T eight hundreds get gray hair. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that, but. Uh... The the girl they got to play Sarah Connor looks ridiculously Khaleesi. like Khaleesi. Yeah, yeah the the couple of the shots that they showed, she looked like a lot like the the original lady. I can't think of no, her name right doesn't. now. No, she doesn't. In the one the two frames they showed, she did look like her, definitely. No. <laughs> Greg does not want to make it's, that it's... connection in his mind. He's like no. No. <laughs> it's like try, it's like combining someone that you find attractive with like a relative. It's like, did you not look like? <laughs> do that to me. Did it just like Kramer? <laughs> that was terrible. Um, all right, so yeah, Terminators. It's always intriguing to me. I'll check it out. Of course, I'm not going to get super excited about it, but um, this one, yeah, this one I'm not excited about, but I felt the need to kind of take a poke at it. Uh, Transporter <laughs> Legacy. And they do not oh. have Jason Statham. It's a new actor. What? I saw that. I was looking through the movies. I'm like, oh, a new Transporter movie. I'm like, where's where's Jason yeah. Statham? 
Why, why is he not on this list? <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, ah, damn. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. is kind of unfair because it might be decent, but it just kind of kills the whole thing, you know? I, if it's anything like the TV series, I'm. it's going to be right. Oh, did you actually watch the TV series, Dan? About 20 minutes. Okay, uh, <laughs> so I'm assuming bad. Okay, uh, I'm not missing anything, but that good. No, it's it's just, yeah, it just, it doesn't, you need Jason Statham for it. The guy who does, it's like, I equate it to like the Blade series. Remember when that came on Spike and it, it was, it just didn't yeah. work you needed, it just, it doesn't Sticky feel right. Sticky fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, man. Terrible. <laughs> okay. Terrible. Nothing worse would be stinky fingers. Mm. Um, <laughs> actually, this one is pretty cool because I liked the original, and uh, this is London Has Fallen. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't even realize they were making a sequel, but hey. Yeah, um, obviously the sequel to, I don't know if it's a sequel, but, you know, same universe as uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Um, are they bringing back the same actors, you know, Dan? Yeah, I know. I don't know if they're all the same, but I knew Gerald Butler is coming back. Okay. So they're not going to replace him from the guy from 300 that replaced him. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, God. Is, is Morgan Freeman still the president or? <laughs> or no, he wasn't. Always, the, I don't he know. The president. He was the. Aaron Eckhart. Was, was Aaron Eckhart? Because there was like that in the White House down, and I keep confusing who was president. Yeah. And wasn't, but uh, I think Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, Eckhart was president. Yeah. Or, right. yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed that movie. I, I'm kind of anxious to see how this one stacks up this is another one a quentin tarantino movie hateful eight yes um i'm kind of intrigued by that i'm not sure what like how great it's really going to be but i like the i like the stars that they have um you know lined up for that i think samuel L. jackson's in it um kurt russell bruce dern it's like a post-civil war era bounty hunter thing Mm -hmm. um so I'm always interested in that kind of stuff, though. So, and I, I know we've been trying to get more into, like, Western-type uh, movies, so that, that could be yeah. interesting. And then how about uh, how about uh, the remake of Point Break? Yeah. <laughs> that that gave me a chuckle. I'm like, probably won't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Goosebumps. Nice. I didn't, they're making that into a movie. That's yeah. interesting. Apparently Jack Black is playing R.L. Stein. What? Yeah. And uh they're So is it like a biopic or is it like a story from No, it's like a story. It's like from what I read, like R.L. Stein has like he's written all these Goosebump books in the movie and all of the monsters from his books are somehow like locked in his house or something. Interesting. And like these kids, like these neighbor kids somehow let all these monsters loose and they have to like try to get them back in i don't know it sounds kind of interesting just for a little bit of uh nostalgia from reading those books when i was a kid but because i'm sure they're gonna hit on you know like the major goosebump books like the main stories and stuff like some of the i'm trying to think of some of those ones like uh it came from beneath the sink and ghost beach and all them things was it say cheese and die yeah 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 night of the living you could probably not make half those books yep the living dummy that was a good one yeah, there's a ton of those, and I had a whole bunch of them. I ended up giving them to my stepsister, I think, but uh, that could be interesting. So, did, did your stepsister enjoy them, or? Yeah, from from what I know, I think she 
really enjoyed them. That's I know fun. they're like, what are they like, third, fourth grade reading level, something like that. Fifth yeah, grade, maybe. about that. And you could yeah. read them real quick. You could buzz through them, but that was the fun part. Like, and it they made so many of them that like you get one, you get done with one, and then you want to get another one, and then you collect them all and all that stuff. But fun stuff. That's that's about it. I mean, there's a couple other ones like uh, that Kingsman one, Secret Service. I might check that out. Uh, yeah. Everest. It looks... might be interesting. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I can't believe that. That movie's gonna make like tons of money just because you know people want to see it. A. I don't. I don't. Ah, but yeah, I, there's a lot of movies I'm looking forward to. You mentioned a lot. Some other ones, real quick. They're making Ron Howard's like doing a Moby Dick story uh, in the heart of the sea, which could be cool. Oh, yeah. Like Ron Howard is the director. There's just also Brad Bird, who did Mission Impossible 4 and The Incredibles. He's doing a movie called Tomorrowland, which is kind of like based upon a Disney ride, but it's starring George Clooney. And I don't know. I like Brad Bird as a director. So looking forward to that. Um, they're making a new Mad Max movie. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which I didn't have that much anticipation for until I saw the trailer, and I thought the trailer looked fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to that. Thought that was like one of the better trailers I saw. Also, uh, probably the movie I'm looking forward to the most, honestly. And Greg, I know you're not a big fan of this new version of the series, but I, I am, and I, I do love the Daniel Craig James Bond, and I'm super looking forward to Spectre. Uh, it might be a little bit more interesting now that they have Spectre going in. It still don't like Daniel Craig as Bond, though. See, I, to me, I think he's behind uh, behind Connery is the best Bond. I don't know. But also, I, I was never a Bond fan until I started watching Casino Royale. So I know a lot of like classic Bond fans aren't don't like his style, but I, I do. I love Skyfall, and I like the fact that Sam Mendes is coming back. So I'm really looking forward to Spectre. And Christoph Wallace is playing the villain, so that's kind of cool. So yeah, and I know there's also a new Scorsese movie and a new Spielberg movie coming out next year. And uh, even a new Ridley Scott movie called The Martian, which is supposed to be like a science fiction film. Uh, with a few, and uh, also Mission Impossible Five, it's coming out like a few weeks after Star Wars, so I feel bad for it because it's going to be like probably going to get trounced because of Star Wars. But uh, I, I love Mission Impossible Four, and uh, and it, it has a new director, so I, I don't know if it's going to. Apparently, be their box office success is Mission Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> they like to make things difficult for themselves, and you mentioned Hateful Eight. I'm looking forward to that a lot, and uh, and there's also another Western coming out starring Kurt Russell and. I I, it, I had the name of it down, but I, I lost it as I'm looking through my stuff. And he's going against like all these cannibals that like they're trying to fight against back this tribe of cannibals. Oh, wow. And it sounds kind of interesting. It's more of a low budget uh, Western yeah. film, but I love, you know, I love myself a good Western. So cool. But yeah, there's actually a lot of movies coming out. And I'm actually going to be posting an article on Geekcast Radio uh, of like my most anticipated movies that you can look forward to in the next few weeks. And uh, I, I think I, I'm, I'm putting a goal to do my top. 100 films i'm looking forward to in 2015 so uh i, I don't know if i'll actually end are up there even that, 100 but, uh... coming out <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's like there's even more there's a, you know there's usually about 500 films that get released holy now, shit so, yeah. i will only hear about 10 of those <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know it happens it's suffice to say there's a lot of great stuff coming out in 2015 to look forward to geek wise, comic book wise. It's, and a lot of people have been looking forward to this year. I, I think Batman vs Superman was originally supposed to come out this year, but got pushed back. But still, even with that, we have Avengers, we have Star Wars, Ant-Man, uh, new James Bond movie, Hunger Games is ending. So huge amount of stuff coming out. So. But all right. Anything else before 
we end our episode with our infamous, infamous letter. I believe that'd be it. So if you this is the first time you listen to Talking in Circles, we'd like to end each episode with a letter. And this week, Chuck, you are up, correct? You said you have a letter for us for, for today. I do indeed. This is a, it'd be a sad letter, but I've tried to make it as positive as I could. There's always a lot of negative stuff going on in the world. I thought it'd be good to uh, start off with something positive, even though if it is a little sad. But uh, as many of you know, uh, we lost Stuart Scott recently famous ESPN uh, sports announcer, um, but really great guy, like very good sports announcer, but an even better person had a lot of effect on a lot of people. And um, he was in the news a lot actually, and and well-deserved because he was a great guy. So this is my letter to him. Dear Stuart Scott, we're worse off, you know, without you in this world, but we're far better off with the legacy that you left the example that you showed others to live by, the sheer strength of will and the character you displayed during your fight with cancer. You reminded us how to look one of the scariest things in life in the face and say, I won't be beaten by you. I don't think I will ever forget your quote from the 2014 ESPYs. You said, when you die, that does not mean you lose to cancer. You beat cancer by how you live, why you live, and the manner in which you live. So live, live, fight like hell. And when you get too tired, lie down, rest, and let someone else fight for you. Incredible. The manner in which you live. And the manner you chose was amazing. Always putting others before yourself. Especially your two daughters, but others as well. I remember an interview with a fellow ESPN coworker that you helped move out of her house. Her son was crying because he had to say goodbye to his friend across the street. You sat with him for 20 minutes talking about life and how to handle that tough situation since you once experienced the same thing. She said you could barely stand that day because of your illness and because of the radiation treatments, but you were there helping to move boxes and move hearts. At the ESPYs, you said that you're not special, but I beg to differ. Anyone that can live like that and inspire so many to be strong and do good for others is special in my book. And maybe some people who at first weren't familiar with you said what's the big deal he was just a sports anchor but i hope they hear your story and your famous speech and i hope they get it i hope they get that one person from any walk of life when he or she stands tall and lives life with such integrity and character can lift up a family a group and even a community to their highest potential even while no longer physically with us you remain a positive force in a world that too often focuses on the negative you truly have my admiration, Stu, and you're as cool as the other side of the pillow. Booyah. Peace and love, Chuck. P.S. You were one hell of a sports anchor as well. Nobody could call a highlight like you. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, that, that was rather sad when you heard, heard the news that he passed away. Yeah. And, He's only... And if you haven't, I would say go to YouTube and like listen to his speech from last year because it was quite... It was quite yeah, it is. It's... Uh... And, uh, he, you know, he was only, I don't know if you saw, but only 49 years old too. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's sad. Cause he's, I think he had two girls too. I mean, that's just, it's a rather sad story. Yeah. I think they're, they're pretty young. They're like, uh, you know, teenagers or possibly even younger. Rich Eisen also had a really good tribute. And I know like during the highlights for that, for that day, he did all like the classic Stuart Scott, you know, uh, trademark yeah, that, saying. That was really well that, done. So. I know some people like, weren't fans of Stuart Scott, but I always thought he was a, a good announcer, a lot of personality, and he, when he was announcing on ESPN, that's kind of when I was young and finally getting into ESPN, and 
like him, Rich Eisen, and like uh, you know Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann, like that to me was like the the yeah. height of ESPN when like the, the announcers have personality and like they brought something unique. Before they kind of you don't get don't get that enough. Before anymore. ESPN became ridiculous and they just follow around LeBron and Johnny Menzel now. <laughs> when they talked about sports <laughs> and not you know tweets. Yeah, when they don't like report that, so. the the Twitter feeds of all the athletes. <laughs> Uh, what a world, what yeah. a world. But anyways, uh, we'd like to hear what you are looking forward to in 2015. You know, what movies, comic books, TV shows. We didn't talk about video games. We don't play them, but I'm sure a lot of people have video games are looking forward to. And there's a lot of different ways you can get in contact with us. You can email us at feedback at geekcastradio.com or talkingincircles at live.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Talking in Circles. And I'm also at Twitter at Mover Revolt. Greg, you're also on Twitter. What is your Twitter I am name? at the Create Forge, where you can see all my wonderful tweets about uh, pop Funko vinyls. Or uh, this morning, I tweeted um, that I just came up with an idea, and they're called mud flaps. I don't think anybody's had that idea before because I don't see them on any cars out there. I'm confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dan's like not sure if kidding or <laughs> I, I really did tweet that i wrote i wrote idea mud flaps because nobody nobody has mud flaps on their cars anymore or you could just cut this part out <laughs> I, I, I am at, I'm at the create forge dan <laughs> it was you were going well you didn't have you didn't have to cut it out it was it was going well. <laughs> i don't i don't think you guys knew what the hell i was talking about you're like what the fuck is going on I thought you came up with some kind of new like Funko vinyl pop thing called a mud flap. I was like, what? No, no, it's it's <laughs> people actually need to put mud flaps on their cars. I was driving uh, to work this morning, and there was a car without mud flaps in front of me, and a rock came flying back and just cracked into my rearview mirror. I it was like it was like a bullet shot going off. <laughs> that happened to me, and when I was driving my wife's like. You know, car that was like a few weeks old, and that was that, and it cracked, cracked the window. Well, I, was yeah. gonna, I don't disagree. I was going to say, Greg, what part of town were you driving in? Because maybe it was a bullet that hit you. <laughs> nah, it was. Um, I was on eighty-one South. I was coming back from a shopping. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, but it, it was it was freaking a heavy hit. I, I do see some some guys with uh, pickup trucks still have the corny Yosemite Sam ones that say back off. <laughs> yeah, it might be one of those guys. I still see those every now and then. But <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very nice. And, and Chuck, with all that, you're still not on Twitter, right? I am not. Should we put you on as mudflaps at, at Twitter.com? <laughs> that would be an interesting name for sure. But uh, I can, you can get in touch with me through Facebook or, or uh, you know, they're talking in circles stuff, so. Yeah, probably the best way to get in contact with us if you go to geekcastradio.com and comment on the episode post. And uh, and we're kind of back in the swing of things. We've had the summer where we kind of had a combination of interviews and stuff going on. But I think this is the first time we've actually sat down and done it old school style in like a month or so. Yeah. So, so it's good to get back in the groove. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> Definitely. But any, all right. Anything else before we bring this episode to a close? I'm good. I'm ready for 2015. <laughs> Anyways, that'll be it for this week. We'll be back next week. Same time, same channel, same podcast feed. But for now, this has been Chuck. And this has been Greg or R.L. Stein. Woo! A little scared now. <laughs>
And this has been Dan, and we've been Talking in Circles. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. I remember when, like, those books were banned for a while because that was a thing people had to do. What? <laughs> yeah, I could probably, because, you know, they're scary. And I remember one of the teachers in fourth grade telling us that we shouldn't be reading those. Those are bad for your mind. I was okay. like, yeah. They were the Harry Potter of their day. Yeah. I remember, like, my favorite book, I remember Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fear Street, too, also? Yeah, yeah. Those were fun. That was, like, back when, like, that was the role-playing games of the time. Yeah. And, of course, they were cheap. Like, you know, turn to the face or turn to the <laughs> Damn it, I died uh, back here. Uh, <laughs> this one, uh, yes, I'm still alive. Uh... I, uh, I was watching, uh, it was weird about, we were talking about Agent Carter before. Right before that, I was watching Coach Carter. <laughs> it's like Coach Carter, then Agent Carter. I was like, please tell me Gober Pyle's coming on so Sergeant Carter can be on here. <laughs> hey, Sergeant Carter.